Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Well, hey there, my golf friend. It's nice to be back here and talking with you. You might be finding this one coming out a little bit late if you're looking for my podcast first thing on Wednesday morning, which I usually drop them about four o'clock in the morning. And the one that I had scheduled this week was just not appropriate for the week that I just had. And I wanted to just do one fresh. So it's going to be a little bit late today. I apologize on that. But the one that's supposed to come out next week is about blow up holes. And I did not have a blow up week. So I did not want to have a podcast on blow up holes. And I wanted to share with you what my last week was like, and then give you some of the takeaways on it so you can help your golf game. So I just came back from speaking. I was a keynote speaker at the USGA Women's Senior Amateur Championship, which was in Point Clear, Fairhope, Alabama at Lakewood Golf and Country Club. And I was so honored to be asked to speak. And of course, because my perfectionism can come out in a heartbeat, I really worked on that speech very hard. I worked on the words. I worked on the message that I wanted to convey to the audience that was you know, a bunch of extremely talented, amazing women who are over 50, who qualified to play in a national championship. And it was really important for me to just inspire them and give them some takeaways. So I rehearsed my speech over and over again, and I realized that all that my perfectionism was coming up because to be honest, and don't tell the USGA, that was really my first speech I've ever given to a pretty you know decent size. There were probably over 200 people there audience. And it meant so much to me, just like on the golf course and how you try and manage your thoughts around it, what you make it mean about you, all the, the results and not mess, wanting to mess up, forget my speech, just like golf, all those things come into play. So I have, of course, I've spoken before and I really consider every time I do a podcast, like doing a little mini speech, I had spoken for the LPGA. I'd done a presentation on of all things, emails and Facebook ads. They just, <laughs> they knew that I've done before. So they asked me to help the members. So I've done Speaking, of course, this is a podcast is speaking, but that's the first time I was given a blank slate to create a speech and a message that I thought was going to resonate with the audience. So my daughter had come down from Tuscaloosa. She was up there to uh, support me and spend a couple days at the Grand Hotel, which is beautiful. They're down in Fairhope or Point Clear, I guess technically is where it is. It was awesome to have her in the audience. And she recorded, or it's on YouTube, and you can watch it if you want to. I'll have the link in the show notes. But I went to the speech at first, very nervous. And when you're nervous, when you're giving a speech, I realized that I was making it more about me and my performance and how I was going to show up. And I was sitting at the table and I suddenly became not nervous when I remembered that it's not about me. It was about the audience and how could I best provide value for them for the week. And my nerves subsided. When I finished the speech and I walked off the stage, just making sure because I had a long dress on that I did not trip down the stairs. <laughs> that was, there were only three, but I was a little concerned because it's a long dress. And then when I walked back to my table, I was totally blown away by the amount of people who were clapping and standing. And it was so unbelievable. I was so appreciative. I walked off that stage 
really thinking about all the things I forgot to say that I wanted to add in there. But I was blown away to look up and see all the people who were standing and clapping for me. And clearly me focusing on how I could provide value for them resonated. And I was really appreciative of that. So I went from that event to a, to a retreat in Orlando with a bunch of entrepreneurs and with my coach, Dave Moreno and a bunch of his clients. And we just entrepreneurs focusing on our business and really connecting with all those people. None of them play golf, know anything about golf, but we could all relate to each other on the way that our minds process information and believing in ourselves and our business and the way that we grow it. You know, the, the things that I talk about in this podcast are relative to every part of your life. I coach people on the golf part on how you manage your mind but you can take it to any area of your life. So the same things that I talk about here and I talked about in that speech at the USGA event and the things that we talked about about our businesses are all connected because we have to believe in ourselves and what we're doing in our golf game and our businesses without evidence. That's how you shift beliefs. That's how you change producing the same results over and over again. And what I want to share with you today is about how to actually believe when you do not have evidence. It is part of what I talked about in my speech. While I might talk to you about it in the context of golf, I want you to think about it and how it can apply to any area of your life. Beliefs are just thoughts that we think over and over again. We think them so often that they become beliefs. They get stuck in a little bit of concrete in our brain. So much so that we think sometimes they are facts. When it's a fact, it becomes non-negotiable. We think that everybody on the planet would agree with us. And then we don't question it. And when we don't question it, then there is no room for growth. There is no room for shifting it because it is just so. We think it's a fact. There's something that we have to deal with and work around. Some of those beliefs serve us. They work for us. They produce nice results in our life. Some of those beliefs don't serve us and don't produce good results in our life. And it's so important for us to shine a flashlight on them is the phrase that I use to get them out of your head and look at them and question them. What our brain has a tendency to do is we like to go to our past to look for evidence that we can believe something. If you want to create new things in your life and move to something different, whether it's to grow a business or to qualify for a tournament like the USGA or to make a team we have to step into belief even when our brain can't scan for a lot of evidence. So how do you do that? This is one of the examples I gave during my speech. My brother has played on the tour his whole life. He was the number one junior in the country. I was talking to him actually this summer. It's the first time I really know, knew that he had this thought. He said, I don't get it. I don't get these juniors. I just chose to believe that I was the best player in the tournament. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I believed I'd never be a good putter. And we both were right. Because your brain doesn't know that the thoughts that you are thinking are good for you, serving you, or not good for you. All it knows is the thoughts that you think over and over again. All it knows is the one that you feed the most, that you give the most attention to. And then it will put it into concrete on autopilot in your brain. So my brother would go out and play in a tournament and he'd win a tournament. He goes, of course I did. I'd go out and hit 15 greens and shoot 75 and say, of course I did. Our brain wants to be right. We keep providing evidence of the beliefs that we have. This is why in the last few podcasts, I've referenced that we tell ourselves the story that I'm a person who doesn't finish very well. I'm a person who doesn't get off to a good start. I'm a person who always has a blow up hole. That podcast is coming. You're telling your brain, look for evidence of this. And your brain wants more evidence. And then we produce it for our brain and say, see, here we go. 
Anytime you're on the golf course, by the way, and all of a sudden that phrase, here we go again, comes up, you have a belief that is holding you back, that your brain is going to produce those results for you so that you can be right. So your first step in changing and shifting beliefs that are holding you back, habit thoughts that are not producing the results that you want is to be curious and question them. I literally remember the exact moment I was when I had the epiphany on the thought that was holding me back, which was, I'm always going to struggle with my putter putting. I'm never going to be a good putter. I thought it was true. I thought everybody on the planet would agree with me. I remember exactly where I was when I questioned it for the first time. And I was like, holy, a lot of expletives. I've been producing that result for myself. That is why I struggled with my golf game. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now is because I want to help people find those thoughts that are holding them back. I know people have so much potential that they're not taking out to the golf course and it's just because of what we're deciding to believe about ourselves. And then we end up being so frustrated and miserable. I'm out to save people from golf misery. <laughs> we want to question all of them. One of the ways you do that is get them out of your head and look at them. Is it true? Especially this is the thing. If you have a result that you keep producing over and over again, there's where you need to do some looking. There's where you need to do some digging in any area of your life or your golf game. So as you go looking for those thoughts and you question them, I want you to know that your brain will lawyer up on you. It will argue with you that it's true. It will argue with you and provide all this evidence to you. But look, look at this, look at this and look at that. Look at all these different times where you didn't putt well. Look at all these times where you struggled with your putting. The second thing that you want to ask yourself is when you find that thought that is holding you back, that habit thought, that thought has become a belief that you do not like. Now let's keep the ones that are working for us. My brother's thought worked for him. My thought didn't. All that happened is somewhere along the line, we just kept repeating it to ourselves and telling ourselves the story and then it became true for us. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you wanna ask yourself, what do I want to believe? And using my putting example, I want to believe that I can be a great putter. I wanna believe that it could be the best part of my game, but this is what's gonna happen. Your brain is going to spit that thought out because it seems like such a big stretch. It seems so unbelievable. And just because your brain is going to spit it out does not mean that you abandon that thought. Just be onto it. It's too big of a stretch. My brain said there's no way. It can't be true. I have so much evidence to the contrary. So ask yourself what you want to believe. Be onto your brain to want to spit that thought out that it is not doable, believable, achievable. Then you want to start to wiggle away and chip away at the concrete in your brain where that thought is lodged slowly over time. Sometimes they pop right out and we can get rid of them and put in a different thought that serves us. Sometimes we have to dig away at them for a while. It depends on how hard you believe it. This is the part that is very important. Your words do not matter. What matters is how the words feel. In your pursuit of shifting your thoughts to something that serves you a little bit more, you want to find some words that are believable. If you can't, that's okay. Just so that it is a little bit slightly believable. It feels less than super crappy and defeated, which my thoughts did. What does that look like? That looks like sometimes I've putted well. Not amazing. It's not where I want to be, but it feels better and I can believe it. And then I can rehearse it and repeat it and wiggle away some concrete. And then I can shift it up to, you know what? A lot of times I putt well and my brain will believe that. And I'll keep repeating that and I'll chip away at that one until I get that thought free. And then I can shift up to, you know what? Most of the time I putt pretty well. And if I can feel that, 
in my bones and I believe it, it is a powerful thought. If you feel resistance to a thought or that it is BS, you want to find something that resonates a little bit more, something that feels just slightly better. This is why I tell people I'm not a big, huge fan of positive affirmations. While I think they're good, like I think the concept is good because we're trying to think about positive things. If your brain is spitting out and calling bullshit on that thought, it doesn't work. You're just going to spend a bunch of energy cramming repetitive thoughts down your throat, your head, right? That don't resonate with you. It's like putting whipped cream on poop. And then sometimes we can even use those thoughts to shame and blame ourselves. Like, why is this so hard? Why can't I believe that I'm a great putter? Why can't I believe that I'm awesome out of bunkers? Why can't I believe that I get off to a good start? I should just be grateful that I'm here and I have this opportunity to play golf during COVID, right? We just shame and blame ourselves. That's not going to work. So these are your three steps that you want to do. Identify a thought that's holding you back, a belief that's holding you back. Now, listen, they're hard to look at because we already think they're a fact. And the way that you can identify the difference between a fact and a belief is would 7 billion people on the planet agree with you? Now, my thought that I'm always going to struggle with my putting and you can ask 7 billion people on the planet, would they agree with me? I would sit there and told you yes. But there's people who are just playing golf and think that my putting is amazing. There's people who are 20 handicaps who would take my level of putting. So that's not true. And sometimes we have to give our brain just a little minute to digest that in itself. Find that thought that is holding you back, that keeps producing that same result for you over and over again. Second, you want to ask yourself, what do I want to believe about this topic? Your putting, your driver, your bunker, how you start around, how you finish around, your business, relationships. It doesn't matter. You pick the topic. What do I want to believe? Then find words that are going to start or phrases that are going to start to wiggle the thought free in your brain. And it may, may take time and that's okay. You're at least you're moving in the right direction. Once you find a phrase, like sometimes I putt well, sometimes I get off to a good start. I've gotten off to a good start in the past. I've finished well in a tournament in the past and your brain can believe it. You can't say it once and be done. It'd be like hitting one golf ball while you're making a swing change and thinking you own it. You want to repeat it. The fastest way for it to get digested into your brain and break the old thought free and become a new thought for you is for you to repeat it over and over again. So you're not one and done. Writing it down is very effective for your brain. And then the best way is to say it out loud with feeling, not just one of those whipped cream thoughts. You want to say it with feeling, knowing that it's resonating with you. And that is your quickest way that you're going to be able to shift your beliefs about any part of your life, whether it's golf or not, without evidence, without ample evidence, so that you can start creating different results in your life. So be onto your brain is going to lawyer up and it wants to hold on to those beliefs. Your brain wants to hang on to those thoughts because it likes to conserve energy. It does not like believing a new thought. Be willing to be uncomfortable to believe something new so that you can create different results in your life. All right, my friends, I hope you found that helpful. And if you need help discovering the thoughts that are holding you back, if you keep producing the same results in your golf game or anywhere actually in your life, if you're a little miserable with your golf game, please feel free to reach out. There's a link for a discovery call. We can just chat about it and I'll help you find some of those thoughts that are holding you back. You can find it at kathyhartwood.com forward slash chat. All right. Have a fabulous week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday.